Hello and welcome to Take It or Leave It. It's a Christian podcast to encourage us all to implement real change in our lives based on the teachings of Jesus so that when the rapture occurs, we may all be caught up to meet Jesus Christ in the air. It's about spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. I'm your host, Madison Santiago. Hello and welcome to Take It or Leave It. Welcome to this episode of Take It or Leave It. Tonight we are going to be talking about demons. So similar to a sports team like basketball, football, or soccer, the goal is to win the competition. Sports teams are trained well, right? They're always practicing, but one thing they do is watch their opponents play. And this is a way to learn their opponent's strategies and techniques so they can develop their own plans of attack. Is it not true that in sports, uh, for example, football, they watch the opponent, they see the weak points, they see the common plays, and then they develop their strategy and tactics to overcome them and win. Should we not be this way when we serve God? And shouldn't we know our enemy? Today, you may be a believer, a prayerful one, and a worshiper, and a lover of God's words. And we should be all of those things. But know that you are in a war, and it takes to know your enemy today to win this war. You might be asking yourself, what war am I in? And we are in a spiritual warfare I want to read in Ephesians chapter 6, starting in verse 10. And it says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. So we're going to learn three things in this podcast. One, we're going to focus on the wiles of Satan, the organization of Satan, and then we're going to focus on the demons of Satan. So three things we're going to learn. I want to go back to the verse that we just read in Ephesians 6. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. But do we really know what wiles are? So let's look closely at this word. So wiles is actually a Greek word, methodia. And you might be asking yourself, what is methodia, right? What is it referring to? And it's referring to cunning arts, deceit, craft, trickery, right? When we think of Satan, we think of these things. These are his methods. And you best believe that Satan has his own methods. When we talk about Satan's cunning arts, we know that he is great in assembling plans of attack. He entices and deceives and misleads so many. He's a good developer of deceiving plans. And he has a store of techniques and strategy to trick you. He also has his own organization. While Satan is very powerful, he has, similar to a a corporate company, he is CEO and he has management under him, managers, employees. And in Ephesians 6.12, which we read earlier, it actually discloses what this looks like. 
So it says again in Ephesians 6, chapter 12, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. And before I continue, that is a, a reference to spiritual warfare because we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. We're not here to fight man, right? We don't want to fight each other. We're fighting in the spirit, but against principalities. So there's one powers against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. So if you were to actually imagine a chart, Satan is going to be at the top, principalities, then under principalities is powers, then under powers is rulers of the darkness of this age, and at the bottom you would find spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. So when you really look at this, the first four layers, right, Satan, principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this age, this is just satanic management for the satanic kingdom. Satan is CEO, he's supported by the principalities, uh, then there's the powers who support the principalities, um, then there's the rulers of darkness who support the powers, principalities, and Satan. You can look at it this way, and you know that the bottom spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places, you know that this is the workforce. And this specific workforce, the spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places, this is what we deal with on a daily basis. Mostly. This is mostly what we deal with on a daily basis. So what are spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places? They're demons. And in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 7, it says, And you he made alive, you who were dead in trespasses and sin, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, who's the ruler of this world, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. So when is the spirit working that we just read about? Now. It's working right now. And whose spirit is working? I'm not referencing the Holy Spirit here. I'm talking about an unclean spirit that belongs to Satan, the prince of the power of the air. The verse we just read in Ephesians is very clear. His spirit is working now. It is happening all around us. What is happening all around us? Spiritual warfare. Demons are the spiritual powers behind sorceries, witchcraft, spiritism, mediums, and fortune-telling. So in this podcast, we have actually learned about Paul before, and there was, I believe in Acts, uh, Paul discerned the spirit of divination in a woman that was sharing the truth. She was saying, these are the true followers of God. And Paul discerned her, and it was the spirit of divination, and he cast the spirit out. So that's fortune-telling. So again, just further confirmation that demons are the spiritual power behind these. Demons all come from and are under the satanic kingdom. There are no demons in heaven. Demons are under the dominion of Satan. And again, Satan is the prince of the world. And Satan has been ruler of this world since the departure of Jesus from earth. Our God is very fair. Jesus had his time on earth. He left. Now Satan has his time. And on the last day... They're going to show their results. Okay, what did you come up with? They're going to say. Also, demons are disembodied spirit and need a dwelling place. And Jesus taught us that demons dwell in people. And a person's body is their residence. So again, 
according to Jesus, demons live inside of a person. And this is confirmed in Luke chapter 11, starting in verse 24. When an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places seeking rest and finding none. He says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when he comes, he finds it swept and put in order. Then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself. And they enter and dwell there in the last state of the man is worse than the first. Remember this verse. You may be thinking, why are you teaching us about demons? Nobody is talking about this. But the church needs to talk about it more because Jesus wants us to know his teachings about demons. He wants us to know that Satan is the prince of this world. And he wants us to know that demons are under his organization and they are here on earth with us. And when Jesus was here on earth, he gave his followers the power to cast out demons. What power am I referring to? The Holy Spirit power. And in Matthew chapter 10, it says, And when he had called his twelve disciples to him, he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. And Jesus said the same power can be available to people even when he leaves earth when a person believes in him. So that power is available for me today and it's available for you today. But what is the key to getting the power? The key is believing in Jesus. You must believe in Jesus because believing in Jesus is the key to having the authority over demonic forces. However, today we know this good and well that anyone can easily claim to be a believer of Jesus. So how can a person know for sure that he or she is a believer? You know what, let, let's make that even more personal. How do you know that you're a believer and how do I know that I'm a believer? Jesus gave us the answer in Mark chapter 16, verse 17. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Wow, that verse has a lot of they will. They will cast out demons. They will take up serpents. If they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will speak with new tongues, right? And they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Jesus does not want us to be ignorant of demons. He wants those who follow him, who cast out demons, not to be ignorant of his teachings. So a question, in the verse we read earlier in Luke 11, chapter 24, where was the demon spotted? Was it with the man or was the demon inside the man? If you said inside the man, you're right. Jesus said the unclean spirit was inside the man and it went out from inside the man. So where do demons go when they leave a man? They go through dry places seeking rest and finding none. Why does the unclean spirit seek to rest? In this verse that we read in Luke, someone authorized to fight against him, and by him I mean the demonic unclean spirit, successfully drove him to come out. So, it's important to also mention that the demon was very exhausted by Jesus' power, removing him from his dominion in the man that he was in. The demon was holding on to his home. That was his territory. right? So, though the demon was exhausted, he was not destroyed. So as a reminder, demons are without bodies, 
or in other words, they are disembodied spirits removed from bodies. And we need to think of them like a person, but without a body, of course, but they badly need a place to stay. They desperately need a place to stay. They need a dwelling place. They choose to live inside people, but they can also live wherever they choose to. And also, not all demons are violent. You know, if you watch horror movies and you see violent demons possess the person, this can really give the wrong impression of all demons' behaviors because certainly there are violent demons. They're in the Bible. Uh, they're in horror movies for a reason because somebody saw that, right? There's not, a, there's not somebody directing this blindly. There were experiences. They have somebody giving them this real information. However... I want you to note that if demons would behave violently all the time, they would be cast out and lose their house. So, you know, I say that and you may have a friend that seems calm or family that seem calm and they might have a great life um, from your perspective, but they may be demonized and you might not even know it. Demons come in all different kinds. For example, there is a demon that can mute a person. And what I mean by mute a person, it can silence the person or disable the person to talk. And this can be confirmed in Matthew chapter 9, starting in verse 32. As they went out, behold, they brought to him who Jesus, a man, mute and demon possessed. And when the demon was cast out, so Jesus cast the demon out, the mute spoke. So the mute man spoke and the multitudes marveled saying it was never seen like this in Israel so it was a miracle many people knew the man was mute he finally spoke and many were amazed demons must live inside a body but they can also dwell in animals or their choice of dwelling and this can be confirmed in Matthew chapter 8 and this is about the demons in the swine or the demons in the pigs this is a very well known uh, biblical uh, story and it's important that we we study it and we understand what really happened here and it reads uh, when he had come to the other side to the country of Jerusalem there met him two demon-possessed men coming out of the tombs exceedingly fierce so that no one could pass that way and suddenly they cried out saying what do you have to do with us jesus you son of god have you come here to torment us before the time so i'll pause right there one these demons recognized jesus though he was in a body they recognized the spirit of jesus and they uh used the the man right because they were occupying the man's body right because it said there met him two demon-possessed men and they addressed Jesus and said, what have you to do with us? You son of God, have you come to torment us before the time? So demons even know that there is a day where they are going to be tormented. Continuing in verse 30, now a good way off from there was a herd of many swine feeding. So the demons begged Jesus saying, if you cast us out, permit us to go away in the herd of swine. So these exceedingly fierce demons are now begging Jesus. It seems out of character for them begging Jesus to cast them into the pigs, to permit them to go into the pigs. Why did the demons beg to go into the swine? Why couldn't they just leave? Because demons need a place to live. It's a need for demons to have a place of residence. They need a person to possess and a person to demonize, and it's their sole purpose of existence. It's the reason why they are here on earth. They belong to Satan whose purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy. Again, this is the workforce, right? The spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. This is the workforce. 
helping Satan to steal, kill, and destroy. Continuing in that verse, And Jesus said to them, so Jesus answered the demons who have just begged to go into the swine. Jesus said, go. Now note here that Jesus didn't have to say go in the name of Jesus because he is God. Jesus is Jesus and he speaks with authority. He is the authority. So he just said, go. So when they had come out, they went into the herd of swine and suddenly the whole herd of swine ran violently down the steep place into the sea and perished in the water. So let's really look closely at what happened here. So again, that verse in verse 32, it said, And suddenly the whole herd of swine ran violently down the steep place into the sea and perished in the water. So there was violence. There was a loss of straight thinking, a loss of mind. It was immediate. Uh, And the pigs led themselves to their own death. Unlike normal human beings, the pigs don't have the same brain power and mental ability to stay calm in normal situations. They cannot pause to think or analyze drastic negative change in the mind. The pigs could not make the right decision. So these are only a few examples of demons, and it's important that this is talked about more and that many can understand how they truly operate. And we, as followers of Jesus, need to share this Because so many people are fearful of demons. They don't understand that they need a body to dwell and that there are steps that can be taken to overcome them, right? And I want to share a couple testimonies. One is a secondhand testimony. I'm sharing on behalf of a pastor in Pittsburgh and this specific pastor, he was asked to go pray for a nursing home. And this particular nursing home had three buildings. And the pastor was in the building that was least haunted. And when the pastor walked in, there was a group of men sitting in the nursing home. And the man on the end stood up and in a voice, he said, what are you doing here? It wasn't until later that the pastor understood that that man was a mute man. So that demon recognized the spirit within pastor, right? The Holy Spirit. He knew the pastor based on his works, right? He knew he was able to exercise the authority of Jesus, and he addressed him. So because the demon was occupying the mute man, he was able to use his body to talk. Wow. These these things are happening today. They really are. They're happening today. I also want to share my own personal testimony Whenever I came to know the Lord, uh, I had a desire to clean out my apartment. And the reason for this was because I didn't want to have anything in my possession that was unpleasing to God. So I was cleaning and I discerned I needed to pull open some drawers and I found uh, my drawers of DVDs. And within that drawer, I looked at the titles. I was like, okay, these are fine. These are fine. And then I came across the Harry Potter series. So I know that many people know the Harry Potter series, but for those who don't, uh, they are a series of movies uh, with witchcraft. So they are wizards, witches, uh, their spells, wands, all of that. And I knew that this is what I needed to throw away, so I went outside to throw them into the dumpster. And I can recall leaving my apartment uh, to go outside and throw this away. I, I had already made several trips out to the dumpster that day, so this was my final one. I looked around at the parking lot, and I had taken off work during a business day. And I realized that the parking lot was empty because many people were at work. So it was very quiet and very peaceful out. 
and I took the DVDs and I threw them into the dumpster and I hit the bottom of the dumpster and as soon as they hit the bottom of the dumpster uh, laughter rose out of the sewage drain next to me uh, I heard at least two women laughing and they were cackling they were cackling and I remember speaking to my pastor and I said yeah it was so strange because I heard this laughing but I knew nobody was outside and he stopped me and he said you know what Maddie don't you ever credit these things to coincidence because it's just what the demons want they want to remain in their dwelling place they don't want to be seen or known so I want to share that with you today to get you thinking um, to get you to understand that these things are happening today Satan really does have methods he has methods to trick you and deceive you right to attack you to steal kill and destroy and he has an entire organization to support him and the only way to overcome the wiles of satan is to have the power of the holy spirit from jesus so you need to live for him you need to live for him and i want to encourage each and every one of you to learn more about these things it doesn't matter if people aren't talking about it we need to talk about it more amen thank you so much god bless you all